podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange. A fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Celtic 3, Dundee 2, on another day when Celtic had to find a winner, they did find a winner, and it's Georgios Giacomakis, star of the show, getting his first hat-trick for the club. This is Dino with the Final Whistle Show this afternoon. I'm joined by Joe and by James. James, I'll come to you first. What was your thoughts on that one? A funny game altogether, I would say. Um, for a lot of it, we didn't seem crisp in our passing, didn't seem connected, but got the job done, and it's a big, big win. Yeah, really important. What about yourself, Joe? You were at the game. What was your take on it? I, I felt the same. Um, it was, you know, the goals that we sort of lost were sort of, sort of out of the blue. I mean, the first goal, I was sort of, I just sort of turned around and it went in. Um, second half, you know, we played, we were sort of dominant up until they scored and then it sort of just felt it was a wee bit panic stations. Um, yeah. But I've just, uh, I, thought, I played well, but obviously happy with the result, more first and foremost. I actually missed the first goal as well. I turned around to a fella next to me as they got the corner thinking, right, listen, we'll deal with this corner and then we really need to get ourselves together. And <laughs> lo and behold, we're 1-0 down. I mean, what we'll do, before we dissect the goals, let's go way back and look at the, the starting lineup first of all. So, uh, Andrew shuffled the pack a wee bit after a pretty disappointing night on Thursday. Uh, Tony Ralston comes back in at right back. Juranovic steps out to left back. O'Reilly keeps his place in midfield, but this time he's got Hatati next to him instead of Tom Rogic. He also brings back Jack Amakis up top. And obviously that that proved to be the, the right decision. James, what would your take when you heard the team come out? Uh, I would say Abada was the only surprise, really, in terms of going for a wee bit different with Maid and left Jot on the right. Um, it's a hard one for Greg Taylor, but it's probably the right call. Um, it says a lot about the left-back slot that you've got skills and Taylor, but you're putting a right-footy guy at left-back there, so there's, there's work to be done for sure. Uh, O'Reilly, I, I think he seems hungrier than Rogic just now. So I was happy enough with him in there. Yeah. I mean, Andy's made pl- plenty of astute signings, you know, bringing the Japanese fellas in in January, all really good moves. But, Joe, do you still feel we're missing a, a top-door left-back? Eh, I think so. But, I mean, I think Taylor, over the last few months, I've actually seen a big difference in Taylor. I thought the cup final was the best I've seen him play. Um, and I think a few games, I mean, compared to last season, last season... He wasn't. I know. I know the team didn't really play great, but you would, you're sort of looking at that area and thinking that was the area we wanted to address in the summer. Um, but I think that the last, the last few months, I think he's got better. But I just thought on Thursday he just looked quite out of his depth. And yeah, I, maybe in the summer. But again, I think Taylor Taylor's good enough to get his by. But we'll see. Scales is obviously quite young as well. So yeah, I just wonder if good enough. Is good enough, you know. It's fine yeah. as we are. I think domestically, we possibly and probably will get away with it. But I just think it was highlighted on Thursday night, just that we're still a bit, maybe still a bit short in a few areas actually. But certainly at left back, and it's clear, James, that Ange doesn't quite have that solution himself. The fact that actually today it could have been Taylor, could have been Skills, could have been Juranovic. You know, there's still nobody's nailed on for that position at this moment in time. No, they're not. And if you look at other positions that are. Absolutely, Neil Don, and even at right back, you know, it's not just Neil Don, but he's got cover in Ralston as well. Um, we definitely don't have that left back, but it's you know, this is a Tierney problem, you know, it's going back way beyond Angie's time. 
how do you replace a man like Kieran Tierney? Um, so let's look at the game itself. Um, before we get to the goal, so you know, Danny Mullen has you know scored the goal for Dundee, or the first goal for Dundee uh, off of a set piece. Again, frustrating. But Joe, how do you think Celtic were playing up to that point? You know, a couple of half chances here and there. Yeah, a couple of half chances. Um, again, it was one of those ones you didn't really see it coming, as you know we both said that we just sort of turned round and it went in. Um, but I think a lot of, I mean, again, half chances, we know Maeda's coming in with a big pedigree that he's a finisher and it's not, just now it doesn't really look like he's, you know, bearing fruits and a lot of chances, you know, a, a striker would take, I mean, ones that are maybe two or three yards out for yeah. a natural finisher, you're sort of half expecting them to do a bit better, but I mean, you look at Jack Marcus before, whenever he was involved before Christmas, you were thinking, you know, this guy seems a bit like a, you know, waste of money. Like again, coming a big pedigree from Holland and was the top scorer there at Divisa. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, I didn't see it coming, but it's one of the ones you, I, th- I think we should have played a bit better before they scored anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. I think there were a couple of chances. I think Jack Marcus had a really decent chance to get cut back to him from someone on the right hand side, maybe Ralston. He's passed up an opportunity there. Maeda's had a couple of half chances. Just on Maeda, James, Joe's obviously picked up on him. And there's certainly nothing to be negative about here. He's very early on in his career. But there's absolutely no doubt that, you know, Maeda, Jack, Amakis, Kyogo, whenever he comes back and, and that can't come soon enough, they're very, very different types of, of striking options. How do you think Maeda's doing just now? Heavily involved, of course, for the second goal for us. Mm. Um, but how do you think he's doing overall? I mean, his numbers are decent, you know. Uh, I don't think he's playing as well as he can do, you know, in what we saw him footage from um, the J-League. So I think there's a lot more to come from him. I think he's got a bit of bend down, a bit of settling in. But even despite not playing great, and today was one of those Joes you're kind of saying, the ones he could have gotten to the end of and he didn't quite. Um, but even despite that, he's still getting his goals. So I, th- I think between him, Kyogo and Jack and Marcus, there'll be rotation anyway. I don't know if the, if the left-hand side suits him at all. Um, as much as he, he still performed there and got the ball in for that second goal, but I think he wants to be the, the centre guy. That needs to be seen what what happens when Kyle goes back. Yeah, I think if you if you look back to a lot of the kind of scouting type uh, podcasts or video shows that a lot of the, the Celtic uh, fan media have put out, the suggestion was that he did play most of his football and off the left for Yokohama Marinos. That's where Ange tended to play him. But there's no doubt he's a completely different type of left winger than. Than anything else we've got, actually, he's very, very different from Jota. He's got, I'll just be frank, he's got zero tricks in the in the locker. He's not it's that fast. kind of guy. Yeah. He bangs it past, past a guy and looks to get on the end of it. And he looks a wee bit uncomfortable on the ball. What I do think he's good at, and I think something that Angela appreciates, and I'm sure his teammates as well, his movement is excellent. He's always lively, he's always alert, he's always making that space. And sometimes it's maybe the stuff that you're not noticing. You know, if he vacates the space that allows Adaro Hatati to come into or, or Jackie Marcus, maybe that's why Ange's, I was going to say persevering that. Sounds like he's been terrible all season for us, but Ange clearly has a lot of faith in him. And, you know, maybe that's that's some of the reasons for that. Yeah, I, I, that's where I get, you know, I, I've got no concerns over Maeda at all because Ange isn't going to sign a guy that he's played for, played for him before and bring him all the way across the other side of the world. Ange knows he's a player. And it's just a matter of getting it out of him. Yeah. So let's look at our first goal. So time-wise, Danny Mullins uh, got there in 26 minutes. And the crowd have got a bit of a lift from that. And you're thinking, right, let's, maybe it kind of jolted us into life. Frustratingly, the uh, right from the kickoff, 
you know, the fans were up and they were saying, right, let's, let's get you know this show on the road. And I think it was Juranovic from left back, pinged it right out of the park on the right-hand side. I don't know if you lads remember it. And it just Aye. kind of took the wind out of sails initially. And I suppose it was, you know, uh, for nearly 10 minutes or so before Jack and Marcus could go. Joe, I believe that's the side of the ground you sit at. So what was your, your take on the equaliser? Um, again, it was, I mean, it was a bit, it wasn't necessarily a goal for, I think it came from a corner um, or it was a set piece or something that it came from. So it was a sort of, you know, like second phase goal. Um, but I thought, yeah, it was, he took it well. Um, you know, I, the sort of goal would expect him to score. It was in and around the six yard box and, you know, it's got a lot of power on it. So I thought he took it well. Yeah. Um, and again, well, yeah, I'm very good. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's quite responsive in around that box, and he, he's definitely that kind of number nine predator type. I, f- I think uh, Starfield threw a diving header at it. James, you can maybe talk us through you the benefit of the team yeah, today. Yeah. Uh, you know, Starfield's had a real effort there, and it's broken the box, and he's kind of swiveled and tucked it away very nicely. James, am I been too dramatic to say it was reminiscent of a young Henrik Larson? Oh, I knew you were going there. <laughs> it was that kind of. You know, 45 degree angle to go, his back is 45 degrees to go and he just gets a good swivel on it. So it's a great striker's goal and we're going to see more and more of this from Jack and Marcus. I mean, I've always thought he was a player, I've always thought he added more than just goals to, to our squad, to our team. Um, and he's, you know, shown today with a hat trick, he's he's ready to get motoring, you know. Yeah. Um, James, again, I'll come to you for the second goal. So it's Jack and Marcus again, this time on his left foot. And again, it's more instinctive type play. Maeda has done well on the left-hand side. He's got to Berlin. He's fired across into a really dangerous area, and I think Dundee have just struggled to deal with it, and, and it's broke to Giacomacus, who's just, as I say, been instinctive with the finish. Yeah, and you know, just to, to stay on Maeda, you know, that was that was great, uh, what he did there. I just wanted to see more of that kind of move from him in the game today, and you know, ha- having done that and got the rewards for it, he didn't seem to, to repeat that, that trick, you know. But um, yeah, he, he fires across really dangerous between goalkeeper and defender, goalie kind of jumps at it a wee bit, makes a mess of it and it breaks to Giacomacus and he's he's sharp, he's alert and he's, he's got in with the left foot, yeah. Yeah, it's that no man's land which is just a nightmare for defenders and goalies to deal with and they didn't deal with that, maybe that's why they're at the, the bottom of the table. Just in terms of looking at the bigger picture, Joe, obviously we got, you know, the news came through, um, you know, as we're travelling in the game and different things that Rangers had dropped points at Tannadice again. Um, their form since coming back from the winter break has been really sketchy, particularly away from home. Now, obviously, we as fans, we'll discuss that pre-match and talk about, you know, that was a real bonus and it gives us all a lift. How much focus do you think the players, you know, have on that and how much do you think Ange allows them to see it? Because, listen, they're human beings, they're young lads, they'll have checked that result, whether Ange has allowed them to or not, you know, they've all got mobile phones. How much of that do you think is in their mind as they take to the part today? Oh, I think Ange wouldn't allow them of any that to have any influence on how they play. I think it reminds me a bit of, you know, when Brendan Rodgers was in charge. And I think sometimes, I remember going to get, so I got my season ticket when Brendan Rodgers came in. Glory and a couple on. of occasions, uh, aye, glory on. <laughs> uh, a couple of occasions, you know, going to games and, you know, occasionally when Rangers were playing in the early kickoffs that they would have dropped points. It never seemed to phase the team at that point. And you you just always assumed that it would be the back at the back of their minds, um, mm. but I, I feel the same sort of you know the same sort of mentality with Ange. Now I'd seen, having said that, I did see just only half an hour ago about Jack and Marcus. It said <laughs> something that we were really we're going to win the league. We're going basically. to win the league. <laughs> yeah. 
So, so, so sorry, I've, I've not seen this. So what's the gist of it, Joe? Is it just these post-match comments? It's. I think he'd been interviewed by, I think it was Clyde One, and yeah. they'd said, we've got look, our favourites to win the league. And basically, no, he said, he said totally off time. the song sheet, yeah, totally off the song sheet that Ange would have <laughs> come just with. Yeah. Yeah. 11 games at a time? Aye. So it's about that. Having to, that sort of concerns me a bit because I would, if I was the manager, I would not want that to be your yeah. message. To I wonder him. if he's just one of you just gone a bit rogue there. He's maybe winched the, the man of the match champagne straight after the game. Bubbles have gone to his head and he's he's come out with that. Um, what yeah. do you think, James? Do you think um, early results are having a bear? It's kind of human nature that it, that it would, you know, have some sort of impact. I suppose the irony is, I believe we had the chance to go top. Way back when we had that uh, nothing each draw with Livingston, and ironically it was Jack Amakis missing the penalty on that day. Fast forward to this yeah. afternoon, he's the guy getting the three goals that extended lead at the top. Do you think it has any impact on them, James? Do you think they're thinking about it somewhere, even if Angie's told them not to uh, let it affect them? There's, there's no way they don't know. You know, it's, that that gets through the squad no matter what. Um, so th- you know that they know that that results occurred early in the day. Um, does it change what they've got to do? No, but to win the game anyway, and they went on to do that. They, they certainly, you know, for, for all the, the kind of the faults and failings today, they weren't complacent. You know, they were you know, high tempo, they were good effort. So it wasn't like they had that, you know, uh, safety net in their pocket thinking, you know, they've dropped points, so it's, there's less pressure. I, I don't think so. I don't think it filtered through to the team's performance for that way. Yeah. Um, moving on to the second half. So at half time, you're thinking and hoping, right? We were a wee bit sluggish at times, particularly conceding the you know, the opening goal. Uh, let's kick on now. Can we make it 3-4-5-1? But it definitely wasn't the way it went. You know, we've certainly created half chances. We've been in the ascendancy as we often are, but I think it was maybe the first time Dundee got up the park in the second half with that set piece. And again, Joe, you know, we've just not handled it very well, have we? We haven't. Um, I don't... See, I mean, you said it was the first time. I think it was the only time, really, they got up in our area. And the only time they really had an attempting goal. I don't think Joe Hart mm. really had anything to do other than, you know, take a few goal kicks. I don't think there was really a threat from Dundee. But mm-hmm. it's something we really need. I think we're really wasteful in front of goal. I think a lot of chances we had, you know, just before they scored, we weren't really... We were in the final third, but just... The, lot, the final balls are great. There's just nobody really to attack it in the box. And that's yeah. sort of been different to, you know, weeks gone by when I think a lot of goals have came from that. But today it just didn't seem that was the case at all. That's the thing. If you're not taking your chances at times in football, that can really come back to bite you. And there's, yeah, there's several. There was a couple flashed across the, the face of goals. Some good work by Ralston at one point, somebody else another time. I think Callum McGregor had a real good chance before their, yeah. uh, their equaliser, James. Um, what do you think that, you know, again, you've had the benefits of TV and replays and different things, but it felt like we'd passed up several good chances before they've equalised. Is that what you've seen? Absolutely. And and this is where you know, football's unfair because it's defence that's going to get it tight for, you know, losing goals. The stats are actually quite quite alarming that in the last two games, Bodo and Dundee, uh, there's been six shots on target and five goals conceded. That's what I am. So that was from Celtic First on, on Twitter. But that... That the, the focus then goes on defence, but it's actually if the strikers had been doing their job or the attacking players in the team had been doing their job, the ball wouldn't have been back there anyway, and we'd be four or five of nothing up, you know. So um, there was a lot of wasted chances. Not all of it absolutely clear cut, but a lot of you know 
getting in the final third, getting down the wing and throwing in fairly speculative crosses that were just getting met by, met by their two big centre-halves and, and cleared away. So we need to have a bit more imagination, a bit more invention coming into the box. Yeah, I think so. So their equaliser, I think, is Ryan Sweeney. He scored uh, around about an hour in the game. So you've got a good half hour to go, but I don't know... I don't know where I was in terms of, I was thinking there's plenty of time here, not particularly stressed out, but that clock goes down very, very quickly when you're up against it. And it would have been criminal uh, to not pick up all three points today. But Joe, did you feel at some point that it maybe wasn't going to happen for us? Well, uh, I was sitting next to my brother and he said, you know, we're not in panic mode yet, but when it gets to 80 minutes, I think we will be. Um, But I, I was sort of feeling the same way that I wasn't too worried and, you know, in the back of your head, you're sort of partly clutching at straws, but you had the Ange video of, you know, don't let it slip, we worked till the final whistle, and and we've done it before, so you obviously didn't put it past them, but it was one of those games where we didn't really create a lot of chances, and you thought maybe this is one of the days that we just don't take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, James, he's brought a few subs on, uh, as he often does, so Abada's come in, Rodic has come in, and latterly near Beaton, I think Beaton done really well. And I've got very mixed feelings on Beaton. As I've said before, I've, I've been hurt in the past by the big man, but I think he came in, I think he steadied the ship at times. Abada was a wee bit frustrated at times, but over the piece, those lads have an, had an impact on the, the final result. Absolutely. I thought Beaton was class when he came on. People talk about, you know, Jota doing Jota things, Kugo doing Kugo things. Beaton came on and did Beaton things in terms of footing the ball, Steady influence. I, th- I thought he was great when he came on. He really helped us, you know, close it out. Yeah, beat on things tend to be getting sent off as a month funny thing. So, so that was a, an interesting one. It's great to have these options that you bring on. You know, certainly guys like Rogic, uh, guys like Abada, real you know attacking players. And I think Ange always looks to do that. That's one of his things. He's looking to freshen up wherever possible. Julian was on the bench today. Caramel Kadembele was on the bench today, and I think. Had we gone four five one, we'd absolutely have seen those lads. But you certainly can't take any risk at that stage. And he's brought on real experience in Rodic and Beaton guys have you know been over the course and distance before, won a lot of trophies for Celtic, and obviously a different type of player in Abada. Um, you know who's who's new to what we're doing, but he certainly had a, a huge impact. Joe, do you think they they played their part? I think so. As James said, I thought Beaton just. I think that was exactly what he did when Beaton came on. Um, I didn't actually think. Now I'm one of Callum McGregor's biggest fans, but I didn't I didn't think he was good today at all. I thought, you know, I, I think as a reflection of the full team, I don't think he was one of the worst, but you know, I think a lot of his passing were you know, a bit was a bit slack. I thought Beaton really came on at the right time, just sort of calmed the game down and you know, I think we were getting a bit frustrated and you could tell, you know, the way we were throwing balls into the box and, mm. you know, Abada, as you say, was... Abada, when at his best, will take a guy on and most of the time he'll beat him, but occasionally he'll try things and it won't always come off. And at that time, it's a bit frustrating, but I think overall it definitely made a difference. Yeah. Interesting, James, that James Forrest didn't feature. Um, I wonder where Andrew's at on James Forrest. He's... he's done phenomenal things for the club, but he's not really there at this moment in time and, and Abada was a prepared option, but maybe that's one for a discussion another day. Um, let's yeah. fast forward to, uh, is it 86 minutes the goal? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, around about, yeah. yeah. Talk me through, James, because it kind of ends, you ends up, you know, you get lost in the moment, at, you know, at the stadium. Um, 
ultimately it's Ralston who's fizzed in a brilliant ball. But who's been involved in the lead up to that? Who's played it out to Ralston actually? A Rogic. Rogic. Yeah, yeah, because Ranovic is overlapping. He's he's over overlapped and he's ended up kind of almost out the park. Um, uh, but Ralston's smart enough to see there's a there's a move on for him if he steps in and he, he just shows for it. He goes around the back of him and shows for it. It's a great ball, you know. It, it can't be overstated how. You know the quality of that cross he puts in because your striker just needs to get anything on that at all, and it's it's a back of the net job. So yeah. um, he's he's whipped it in with real pace. He's got it past the first man. Jackie Marcus has to be alert and brave to throw himself at it, and and he duly does that. It's a cracking, cracking goal. It's it's a cracking goal to win your game. You know, a real kind of uh, dynamic kind of header. Yeah, you'll see the comment on the screen. So Jamie Young's commenting. Yeah. GG left foot, right foot header. It's the perfect, perfect tactic, Joe, as they say. Um, he's whipped off the shot. It'll be the, the best year Lacardi gets all season. <laughs> the big man's also not been skipping Abdi. He's looking in the tidy shape, but it's a brilliant those eight kilos, eh? <laughs> a great finish, Joe. Did you get a good viewpoint on it? Um, well, I couldn't really see it because I sat at the other end. I, I mean, I don't usually get a great view from where I sat, but I've seen the goal back. I think a fan had filmed it and they were sitting sort of the end I've of the off stand going into yeah. the Celtic end. So I got a good view of it there. Um, but I, yeah, I agree with James. I thought it was a great ball in. Uh, let the pace on, it was perfect. They didn't really need to, Jack and Marcus didn't really need to put any power in the ball. It was, it seemed like Ralston had done sort of all the work. And, yeah. you know, a guy like Jack and Marcus, as I say, he's going to, you know, get most of his goals from, you know, that area. So I thought, yeah, it was relief when it went in, but I thought it was really well worked and it was, you know, it was definitely, I would say deserved, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely take it. <laughs> we'll take Absolutely. it. I think as well, again, it just shows, you know, the instinctive nature of how he plays. I think Jack Amakis is the kind of guy where if you put him through and go one-on-one with the goalie, toss a coin to see what happens. It's not really yeah. his thing, whereas Kyogo will more often than not mm-hmm. finish that kind of chance. But Jack Amakis, and I need to think back, you know, of all of his goals, but they all seem to be balls played in at pace from wide areas, whether it be set pieces or, or passages of play. And he's the guy who got on the end of it. And it's one thing, you know, the finish itself, his movement is clearly of a nature that he's getting in the right areas at the right time. And I just think, James, from his point of view, I think that's his seventh goal for the club. He may or may not end up being the backup striker once everyone's fit and available, particularly Kyogo. But it's going to give him a huge boost for the, the remaining 11 league games and anything else that we're involved in this season. Yeah, and you can tell he's playing with confidence, you know. Um, he's not, you know, going to be the Kyogo type striker. I think it was Hamish, Hamish Carton said that all of his goals have been one touch. So no taking it in, no going round guys, just instinctive. <laughs> Don't let me think too much and I'll score you goals. If you let me think, I'll get it in my own head, I'll get it in my own way. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's, he's picked, I mean, any striker that picks up a hat trick, you know, that just takes him on for the rest of the no, certainly a few weeks, and he's going to play the next few games with real confidence, so I'm delighted for him. Yeah, absolutely. So as we covered there, or as you mentioned, Joe, and Kookaburra in the comments here has said that Gigi's called the league in the post-match presser, so yeah. 11 games to go, it's all over. Uh. <laughs> it's in the bag. <laughs> and that's that's great to see, so I suppose we'll just, we'll just enjoy uh, the that's rest of It's not great to see, it's, t- it's terrible to see. <laughs> yeah. also, yeah. A bit, also a bit, Jack and Marcus, I'd, another thing you're saying, you know, but he does get a a lot of goals, as you say, it was somebody tweeted about he scores a lot of goals with his first touch. I've noticed most of his goals, he runs to the front post every time, mm, which I, I like think that. is a lot, a lot 
I've got to ask you, it's a striker, so I should have. And I think someone, you know, with his size, and you know, he's maybe not the quickest, but you need to, you need to use what you have. And I think to be clever in your movement, I think's you know really really important. And you noticed, I mean, I think other than the first goal, I mean, the first goal was a sort of you know ricochet from a corner. It was like you know, a, like I think Starfield would sort of miss headed it, but yeah. his first, his second and third goal, all these runs with the, to the front post, I think Alaba was the same, St Johnston, Hearts, they were all that sort of run, and I think with yeah. that sort of player that you need to be clever, and I think he has, you can clearly see he's got something about him that way. He's a smart striker, and as you say, Joey, you don't finish top scorer in the Eredivisie um, if you're not. I know, I know a few of his goals last year were penalty kicks and whatnot, but he scored plenty of goals in a top, top division. It's also good for our, our wide men, whether it's Ralston mm-hmm. on the outside or Taylor, Scales, Juranovic, whoever it may be. They know if they whip something in at pace, more often than not, he's going to be there. And it's just a huge asset. And as I mentioned, very different type of striker for Kyogo, um, but just great to have him on board. James, very obviously, he, he'll he pick up the man of the match champagne, but did anyone else stand out for you? For me, I think... Guys were a bit limited today and there was no real standouts, but who else do you think impressed? No, it's, it's a tough one. Um, it was the Jack and Marcus show. And I, I couldn't... I'm trying to think of anyone that really stood out. I thought Carl Rickers was, was decent at the back. You know, he, he starts a lot of stuff as the Starfelt. Um, Starfelt's, you know, pushing up at corners and stuff like that. Joe, to your point, I think McGregor was quite poor today. Um, O'Reilly was kind of wrong boots on sometimes, cracking haircut, but maybe the wrong boots on. Um, nobody really stood out for me, no, I have to say. What about this man? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, he, he, he's done his job for sure. Um, I'm, a, just, I, I'm a huge fan of what Ralston brings to the team. I think he's slightly less the right back that uh, Juranovic is, but he's, he's just got so much heart, eh? Yeah, I think so. The comment just on screen is from Graham Burns saying that Ralston is a man of the match runner-up. I think that's fair. I think Ralston is a real, and has become a real steady Eddie. I think mm. Ange can rely on him. He's you know rarely nine or ten out of ten, but he's often seven and sometimes eight. And I think yeah. that's a really great option to have. So if Ange is having concerns at left back, he knows he can throw Tony Ralston in, whether it's League Cup, Europe, and he's not going to let him down, Joe. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, I think it's also a sign that, now again, we touched on it earlier about the left-back area, but he obviously rates Ralston ahead. Like, he would rather play Ralston at right-back and Juranovic at left-back than play Taylor and uh, Scales in some mm. of these games. Um, but I, th- I, I do agree. I think, I think I'll, I don't, I would prefer Juranovic as a starting place, but I definitely think Ralston, in terms of going forward, I mean, there's so many goals this season where he's... I mean, going forward, these balls are in the box. I, I remember at Dundee at Dens Park. Um, yeah. it, I think it was two two goals they set up, and it was just these final ball was inch perfect, and it wasn't always you know sitting perfectly for him. Um, yeah. I think there was one instance with Charlie Adam. I think it was all over Twitter that he'd like, floored yeah. Charlie Adam. Um, <laughs> but it, but at that position, it was really really difficult. And you know, he's he's definitely stepped up, and you know, definitely he offers something different in that area as well. Really the, most impressing, the most impressive thing for me about Ralston, Joe, what you're saying about his crossing is start of the season it wasn't great and he's obviously gone away and spent a lot of time worked work on it and you know we're getting the, the benefit of that. So any player can see weaknesses in their game and work on it. That that always impresses me. Yeah. I think it's clear that Tony Ralston's going up to the Matt Busby Sports Centre on Bell Sill, a bag of 20 balls <laughs> just and just <laughs> left them in all afternoon to, to see where he goes. I think he set up uh, 
Jack Amakis's first goal against St. Johnston, first goal for the club, a ball for the right-hand mm-hmm. side and a volleyed finish. He also whipped in that ball at pace when uh, Kyogo scored against Hearts at the front post, the offside goal and all that stuff. He's set up a lot of goals. I'll need to check his numbers, but his assists have, have been incredible. Um, what we'll do, obviously, we're starting to wrap things up for this afternoon. James, I'll come to you first for final comments and also <clears throat> what you feel Ange should do on Thursday against Bodo or what you think he will do. Uh, I, I, I think he will do what I think he should do. I think he'll put a strong team out and he'll go and look to win the, the game and see if that takes him forward in the in the tournament. I think it'll be a, a full squad. Um, you know, you get a rest at the end of the season, as Anne says. So, you know, take a lot of confidence from today, Celtic can. You know, take that into the game on Thursday night. It'll be full, full strength. You know, whoever's available will be played. Yeah. What do you think, Joe? Do you think he'll go strong, all guns blazing? I think so. I don't. I don't really see any reason not to. I think you know you go into these competitions wanting to go as far as you can, and you know three ones not. You know it's not unreachable. I think it's we're still sort of in the tie. It's not obviously looking in our favour, but you know the way goals rules not in it anymore, and you know yeah. you you need to go for it. Uh, I th- it won't go with the same approach that it did at Parkhead. I don't. I don't think you can, um, and I think. You know the way we've been set up. We set up against Bodo in the first leg was a bit naive and maybe a bit too attacking. So mm-hmm. maybe it'll be a bit more streetwise this time. But I think we should definitely still go for it. Yeah, I don't think Andrew's too keen on going streetwise. I think he just likes to go hell for leather and <laughs> see where he takes us. Listen, well done. Thanks to yourself, John. Thanks to you, James, for this afternoon. Brilliant result for Celtic. And at the end of the day, would I loved four, five, six, one, but the result was the most important thing. Celtic are now three points clear at the top of the table. We've also got a nine goal advantage, which could play its part um, at the end of the season. And saying that, Jacko thinks it's all in the bag, nothing to get nervous about, <laughs> so we'll see. I also want to thank everyone who's tuned into the show uh, and also liked and, and left comments. It's really appreciated by ourselves. We'll be back early this week. We'll have the weekly show. Uh, that'll be out on Tuesday. And we'll also then be back for that game against Bodo on Thursday night. But in the meantime, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. Sports Social Podcast Network.